What's up, MuggleCast listeners? If you want to make an impact online, GoDaddy.com has what you need. Get your own .com domain name for as low as $1.99. Plus, world-class hosting, fast and easy website builders, and much more. Plus, as a listener of MuggleCast, enter code MUGGLE, that's M-U-G-G-L-E, when you check out, and save an additional 10% on any order. Some restrictions apply. See site for details. Get your piece of the internet at GoDaddy.com. This week's MuggleCast is also brought to you by Borders. Prepare for the upcoming release of Book 7 by catching a glimpse of where it all began. During the month of April, you can purchase Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone on DVD for only $14.99 at Borders. Also, be sure to reserve Book 7 at Borders at 40% off and get a free sticker. Choose from Trust Snape, or Snape is a very bad man. Because, 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 because of the magical things we do... This is MuggleCast, episode 83 for April 1st, 2007. Um, alright, guys, this is the end of the beginning of the end. It is. Does that make sense to you? Yes. I mean, we, when we were talking about the release date, I was like, it's the beginning of the end! Now it's, now it's the end of the beginning of the end. I guess you could also say it's the end of the beginning of the end of the beginning of the end of the beginning of the end of the beginning of... And then all that in brackets, Andrew. All that in yes. brackets, the and end. then... Of the end, of the end, because all that's at the end is that big. Very prophetic. Welcome, everyone, to the show. Micah, you got your wish. I did. Not his wish. It was his command. Micah's command. Yeah. Micah's, <laughs> Micah's got the certainty, and he's got the tools and the power to make things happen. And the uh-huh. Yeah. Micah, you know, you know, every t- every time you make one of these, I, I don't have any faith in you. But then, sure enough, uh, days, hours, days later... You, you get results. I'm impressed. Micah, Micah, I'm um, I'm a bit broke at the moment, so do you, you can ask her if she can give us a few million. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I sure. need a new uh, I'll put in that fridge. request. Thank you very much. But I can't do that on the show, though. That that would be right. Okay. Well, if you well if you just send her an email to her to her private email address, that would be fine. Off air, off air, yeah. In case you guys forgot, today's April Fool's Day, but unfortunately, we have no time for games or jokes or pranks. Because we have the cover to discuss, we have a lot to discuss about the cover. We also have an exciting little uh, news piece that uh, we all uh, received earlier this week, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Are you sure you're gonna? Mm-hmm. You, are we definitely talking about that, Andrew? Let's talk about it. Um, I've gotten clearance from the right people, and have we got advice from our legal? We, team we have nothing well? to lose at this point. I really don't think you're right. Yeah, it's, it's true. Yeah. Book, Harry, yeah. Harry Potter's almost over. No, you're absolutely right. Let's just go. For right. It. Okay, right. <laughs> I'm Andrew Sims. I'm Jamie Lawrence. I'm Eric Skull. I'm Laura Thompson. And I'm Mike Tannenbaum. Micah Tannenbaum is standing by the MuggleCast News Center with past week's top Harry Potter news stories. Micah, what could possibly be on the news table today? 
Thanks, Simsy. Of course, the big news this week, a new portrait was released of Gary Oldman and the character of Sirius Black for the upcoming Order of the Phoenix movie. I'm just kidding. Back on Wednesday, Bloomsbury and Scholastic together released the cover art for Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows. The full jacket for the U.S. version shows both Harry and Voldemort apparently engaged in a bit of wandless magic. The U.K. children's edition, however, is a bit more descriptive. We'll discuss all that later in the show. And the British adult version of the book appears to have Slytherin's locket on the cover. Bloomsbury also announced that the U.K. edition will be 608 pages long. As previously announced, the U.S. version of the book will have 784 pages, making it longer than Goblet of Fire. However, the U.K. page count makes Deathly Hollows shorter than the British Goblet of Fire. Who cares about the page count? We're all going to read the book anyway. On the Today Show, U.S. editor of the Harry Potter books, Arthur Levine, stated that we're seeing Harry in a very interesting situation. Readers will find out exactly what the situation is. He is, of course, referring to the cover art. He also stated that this was a very emotional book for him to read. And it was announced earlier this week that the U.S. Deathly Hollows audiobook will be released on July 21st, the same day that the book comes out. The Listening Library, which creates the audiobooks, also said that the story will run over 21 hours and retail for $79.95. Last September, Entertainment Weekly caught up with the actors on the Order of the Phoenix set, where they were in the midst of shooting the Climax Department of Mystery sequences. Be sure to check out all of the interview over on MuggleNet.com. And finally, a listing on Amazon.com has revealed that the Order of the Phoenix soundtrack will be released on July 10th at a price of $18.95. And I wasn't joking earlier about the portrait of Sirius Black. You can check out all of the new photos from Order of the Phoenix that came out this past week over on MuggleNet.com. That's all the news for this April 1st, 2007 edition of MuggleCast. Back to the show. All right, thank you, Micah. I don't think there's anything... No news this week, guys, right? Nothing, I mean, nothing. Nothing big, nothing major. Actually, we're going to discuss it all. You don't even need a new segment. I guess it's a little late now because it just played. I mean, <laughs> whoops. <laughs> <laughs> whoops. Uh, but anyway, uh, we have a few announcements to get to. For- Actually, we just have a couple of quick announcements to get to first, and then we'll move on to uh, the main story this week. Of course, the three covers being uh, released. Uh, we want to remind everyone to vote for us at Podcast Alley. We're number two. We're at the number two spot right now, actually, but it's going to be a new month today. Starting today, it's a new month over at Podcast Alley, so place your vote for us to keep us up top, Please. and uh, we appreciate that very much. And also, a special programming note. Jamie, your special uh, episode is coming this Wednesday. It is. What do we have to look forward to? I thought I'd give them a... Well, it's it's a kind of... It isn't a totally normal show. It's a special show. What we've done is we've recycled some of the old segments we used to... Uh, used, albeit not too well in some cases, but we've uh, recycled them, and um, hopefully, you know, it'll be a trip down memory lane for everyone who uh, who has been listening a while. We've done such favourites as Spy on Sparts, What If, The Dueling Club, and stuff like that, so look forward to that on Wednesday. Yes, very much. So uh, we'll look forward to that. Um, Alright, so let's get right into our main discussion this week. Of course, the covers were all released uh, this past Wednesday, March 28th. 7 a.m. in the morning. Were you guys up? Um, I, I, I you were, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> it was noon your yeah. time, wasn't it? No. Yes. Um, yes, it was. It, actually, <laughs> I lie. I actually w- wasn't up. I had a, quite a quite a lie-in today. Oh, a 3 p.m. lie-in. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I went to bed extremely, extremely late because, because the new Prison Break came out yesterday <laughs> and I wanted to watch it and I couldn't because it was taking a long time to um, Ooh, come through the TV download, across the Atlantic. To come through the TV, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was taking so long to do that I had to wait and wait and wait and wait and finally it did it and it was awesome so I'm so glad I stayed up. Um, so we got the covers. So, yeah. <laughs> so we got yeah, the covers. Yeah, so we got the covers. <laughs> uh, and... Uh, Gosh, I don't. I don't even know where to start. There's so much to talk about. Uh, I guess we'll start with the initial reactions because when I first saw the United States edition, I just thought it was a little too simplistic at first. What the cover? Just because a pic- well, just a picture of Harry <laughs> compared to the previous books. And I mean, like, I really think the first book had the most detail in it. I mean, there's a lot going on on the front cover and even on the back cover. And, I don't know, what do you think, Laura? This seventh one, it just, it was very bare, but I think there's a lot of meaning behind all of it. Yeah, I think so, too. Whenever I first saw it, like, in the initial um, thumbnail size, I was like, what is this? It's just a picture of Harry. And when I pulled it up, I was kind of disappointed with it at first, because I just, like you said, I thought it seemed way too simple. But then the more and more I looked at it, I started Mm. noticing things like, in my humble opinion, they're in the death chamber. And you start, you notice the shadows of all the people standing around the edges of where they are. And you notice that, like, they're standing on rubble and all sorts of stuff. So you know that there's got to be something going down in the ministry. And, you know, it kind of grew on me a little bit. I like the colors. I like the way Harry's presented. See, I just I just could not get, it, get excited about it. I can't put much store by the book covers. And I think they're book covers because the first thing you look at when you enter the store is the book covers so they're they're made to be attractive and you know and be colourful and that kind of thing and to draw people's attention they aren't made to be true to the things and although there'll be hidden details that it's extremely exciting to look for that comes after your initial reaction so first of all I didn't really I wasn't too bothered I don't want to say I wasn't too bothered because I was extremely excited but, but it wasn't like the title when I jumped up and down and broke six windows before I finally <laughs> calmed down <laughs> well, Jamie that surprises me though Jamie because why did you break seven? I did <laughs> but also because uh the UK covers, and uh, you'll presumably be getting a UK book. Um, Actually, Eric, I'm going to fly over. <laughs> oh, right. Well, no, I figured you'd be here in July, so <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. But you'll be getting... Th- th- what will be the first copy you read? I, I'm going I'm to get a British one. I'm, it's it's going to be a British one. And I, I, I must say, I've always liked the British ones more than the uh, US ones. And this is no exception, I must say. I think this one's amazing. Actually, I can't believe I've just said that after saying I wasn't excited, <laughs> but this one is Right, you broke cool. your own rule there. No, I, I'm actually pretty excited, um, but I, I was the opposite, Jamie. I actually preferred uh, some of the U.S. Uh, covers, at least for yeah. you know Order of the Phoenix especially, um, even though the Phoenix is awesome. I mean, they kind of go hand in hand. Yes, I wasn't yeah, really yeah. – it didn't really show favoritism, but – yeah, you know, I'm not not that it's that different with book seven, but if you look at the UK cover, which is the one that you'll be getting, and the one that I'll be getting uh, here in New Zealand, yeah, um, the it, it's just it's just absolutely uh, every book um, kind of has a color scheme, as Alice was saying to me the other night, uh, or just last night because we found it out at two o'clock this morning. Thanks, Andrew. And um, the every book has you know kind of a color scheme, but this one. This uh, UK edition has every single color and and every single. It's just a variety of hues, all sorts of them in in blues and gold and I don't even know what they're doing, but it's very colorful. And I think that's one of the things that struck me about this this UK version was that how colorful it was. I just don't see the 
book being because when I think colorful, I think cheery and bright. Yeah, this yeah. one's very vibrant with exactly with very sharp guys, colors, and it was sort of like this can't represent the final book. The book's going to be but, so dark. But did you know it's ironic? Did you guys notice the background color black symbolizes death, yeah. mourning? You know that's what I saw first of all. I thought, oh my god, you know, it's black. The, you know the the back thing's black, and um, and uh, although first impression was that the castle on the back looked like a sort of a Disney palace, <laughs> Aladdin's palace. Yeah, you, know, you guys don't think that's Hogwarts, <laughs> do you? Well, let, let's start with that. Let's try to move yeah. from one thing to another. I'm, yeah. I mean, there's tons of stuff I to talk about. That. Do you think it's Hogwarts? I think it is. I don't. It's, it's got to be. Yeah, I think it's got to be as well. It is. It's that simple. It's Hogwarts. I'm expecting to. To see Jafar come around the corner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it looks like the, the tree is there. And, um, I mean, the flying carpet. I think the castle's lit up like that, like it's being illuminated by the moonlight, because that moon yeah. is so huge that it's sort of. But I mean, yeah, that wouldn't explain why it would be completely, like it almost looks. I would say iced over. Yeah. It does an ice palace. Well, it almost looks the way that it's very rounded, like the towers yeah. and stuff. Have you noticed that? It almost has a very yeah. Arabian type look to it. It well, doesn't look if you like think Hogwarts, about it, as it doesn't well, look like it's thousands of years old. The Whomping Willow is there. Is that a wa- the Whomping well, Willow? It it's must the be. tree. It's a tree, and it's black. Is and that, that's actually the thing that I was going to point out. Is even though there's a lot of color, if you look at the far left of the back cover, it's you know right near the ISBN. There's the black yeah. kind of darkness, dark shroud, the cloud, the the blue, chilly, icy moonlight, and an almost iced palace. I'm going to go out on foreshadowing here and say the the circular tower structures represent present time being circular and everything coming full circle and the whole series and just ah but I think it's Hogwarts one step ahead of the bread line Hogwarts. one step yeah. ahead of the mob I don't know I it's s- just like you guys sorry? I mean Jamie has, has what sorry Jamie has Hogwarts ever been displayed on I think the books so, before because uh, you know what I don't know because in the I've left my books at university and I'm home now <laughs> and I can't remember well, in the Goblet of Fire yeah. version, oh. it, it doesn't. I can't remember if it shows on the cover, but I know that on the inside flap, it shows the inside of Hogwarts. Well, yeah, and well, it well, doesn't clearly, match. I mean, this is different, but this moonlight it thing clearly, it's you know, the moonlight is a big thing in this thing. But do you think it's a werewolf reference, or? Um, I mean, it could be. I mean, those clouds are really eerie too. They're not just up in the sky; they're like rolling onto Hogwarts. So it almost, could it be. almost looks like, yeah. Uh, so that's that's kind of interesting. It's eerie, but it, it's almost calming in a way. It looks like everything is very peaceful. They're almost like a a calm before the storm. Well, yeah. If yeah. that is Hogwarts, what what on earth is that symbolizing? The 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 icy Hogwarts. I'm just gonna keep calling it. No, call it. I don't know. Aladdin's palace. <laughs> I mean, what's well, weird? See, just I real quick. The Hogwarts oh, grounds closest to you from this perspective. The the grounds are green. And then the rest is all icy. It's it's kind of weird. What were you thinking, Mark? Well, perhaps Mar? it's a Dementor thing. Oh, maybe. Well, what I was thinking was, um, you know, if you look at the front of that cover, the trio, they're all <coughs> sitting on this pile of, like, gold and rubies. Well, that's very interesting. All of these yeah, different, it is. you know, talisman-looking type things. But those seem to match the palace-looking thing a lot better than they would match Hogwarts. That's a good point. You know, because it seems like, like the whole theme of that cover is items of value. Well, yeah. I think it's um, I think it's too late to introduce a whole other castle into into the series. I mean, I think it's I think it's well, very Bobaton. It could be maybe That's the kind of impression I got the willowy 
air yeah, airlessness maybe. of you know Fleur. That oh, yeah. looks very Bobatonish. Oh, yeah. Very Bobatonish. Hmm. Um, but this treasure thing, I mean, it really interested me because it, it 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 actually reminded me of that. And if anyone's seen this, please tell me because I, I don't think I've ever seen anyone who's uh, seen this. There was a cartoon, Ducktales, and they had a yeah. special called Treasure of the Lost Lamp. Yep. And there was this uh, warlock called. Um, Oh, what was his name? I can't remember his name. Morlock, or something like that. And he stole this treasure. And this treasure just looks identical to that. And that has made no perceptive point about Harry Potter whatsoever, but I just thought I'd mention it. <laughs> yeah, I remember DuckTales, Jimmy. I saw that too. Oh, good. What I love about this cover is there's so much... There's a lot to talk about here. I mean, first of all... Yeah, there really is. Who... Obviously, that, that must be a house elf behind Harry. Dobby yeah. or Creature? Yeah. I'm going to go for Dobby. Dobby. And why are they holding uh, a sword? It's the Godric Gryffindors. Yeah, I was going to say that's Godric Gryffindors, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, if we yeah, but like why? And and and, and I didn't even notice until you said mm-hmm. it. I didn't even notice that it was Dobby or a house elf uh, holding Gryffindor's sword. Um, what? Well, yeah. Like At first, I thought it was Ron. Yeah, but then Small you can see clawed hands, yeah. the skin tone. Yeah. But can I just say, what is Hermione wearing? <laughs> it's like a night. Is it she, a nightgown? Like, she clearly doesn't shop see, at the DC now. places <laughs> nowadays. Uh, Hermione and Ron both are wearing something. Her, or sorry, Hermione and Ron both look like they're wearing something. It, it's not a Hogwarts robe. It's not a. It's, it's very billowing. It's, it's not something they would wear at Hogwarts, I don't think. And Harry, and I, I, you can't really tell. I, ha- I hate to point this out, but the clothes that Harry's wearing are black, and we all know what black represents. Uh, yes. Oh. <laughs> and Harry awesome. looks like he's been through battle. He does. Oh, a lot of battle. So does Hermione. Yeah. What's, what's if you look at his eyes? both of them, there are bruises yeah, cuts, like, all yeah. over Hermione's arms yeah. and Harry's down all over his face. I, but Ron doesn't look like he's been... Ron just looks yeah. Harry's hair. Harry's hair looks awesome. Yeah. 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 Well, it's, <laughs> it's like Harry's and Ron's are both blowing in one direction, it almost looks like. But then Hermione's is just like all over the place. I don't want to get off topic, but Harry looks just... <laughs> What? Harry just looks a picture of elegance. Now, Harry looks like Waldo <laughs> on this cover. He, he does look like Waldo. <laughs> Put him he in a red striped yeah. shirt. No, uh, guys, <laughs> actually, this reminds even though it's treasure, um, I wasn't quite sure what the blue was, if it was like glass or something supposed to... Re- what it, remi- it, it? What it reminded me of was what? all the uh, shiny fizzing things in Dumbledore's office. Um, now, it's clearly not well, because it's treasure. Look. It's actual gold-like items. Like, you can see, like, well, a no, goblet it, and, and things, but it, it just—they look like actual pieces of armor, though. There's a helmet it looks like there. Of what? Sorry. There's a where's, where's the there. helmet? The helmet is right, <laughs> right by above J.K. Rowling. It's got a dragon on top of it. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh right. wow. Where is it? Oh my gosh. Where is it? Yeah, you have to look. The to helmet see it, right though. above. Rolling. It's not very clear, but it's a helmet because you, which, the okay, UK cover. The UK cover. All right, everyone UK talk cover. at once. Oh, the, I mean, no, right. nobody talk at once. <laughs> UK cover. The adult one, you mean? No, no, no. US. All right, I mean UK children's. Where? Wh- okay, right okay. above rolling, where it says rolling at the bottom. JK Rowling. Yeah, what's that? Right the above L, it. The, look the above the L. The L is where the nose piece comes over it, and then there's there's yes, kind I of an it, eye. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, that's a helmet. The, the dragon one, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. A dragon helmet. And then what's that underneath Harry's left well, arm? Is that like a shield? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, back yeah, you think so? Yeah, I think so. so this doesn't look very big. King Arthur-like. What's the... Thing underneath Ron's foot, it's like a it's a, a armor. baby holder. It's, it's, it's a shield. It's yes. a chest plate. There's yeah. armholes. Oh, yes, Look yeah. at our armholes. And I then who is on that? What um what kind of creature? It, it looks like a snake, doesn't it? 
How it's sort it of is. wrapping up the. Oh uh, no 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 no! It's not dragony. It at the top, like it looks the, like a bird. It's the bir- it's the uh, the thing that uh, guards Dumbledore's office. What is that? Oh, the gargoyle the, thing. The gargoyle thing. No, gargoyle. the bird. The the. Can I just ask? It's a, how many of you have your necks craned now? I I am right now. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Same here. Yeah. Same here. <laughs> yeah. My neck actually hurts. I'm so close to it. I could almost kiss Harry. <laughs> Because you can see you can see the bird beak and eye, but you can also see like a wingspan, like this incredible wow. But that's not necessarily on the shield, on the chest plate. It could be reflected in the chest plate, maybe. Or do you think? Yeah, I was thinking that too. Or something. Have we also? We have to point out that Ron and Hermione look pretty, pretty scared, and but Harry just looks completely determined. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Yeah. Well, um. It looks well, like they've entered a chamber. Sorry, sorry, Andrew. It looks like they've just entered a chamber. If you look at the thing behind them, the, it looks like a circle, but it's not. It's actually just a, like a rounded doorway. Yeah, it's, it's an, an archway, archway yeah. but it's glowing. It sort of is. Sort of. It's. But is it? Well, what's the the stuff around it? Is that like a wall, or is that like a, a substance? Because it, it doesn't look like. a wall. You mean the it's color, the red color? Solid. Yeah, yeah. Oh, red. It doesn't look like a wall. It just looks like nothing. Well, you know what's interesting? The, what's inside of this archway? It's like the same color as the uh, yeah. the sky in the United States edition. Yes, it is. Wh- very bloody type. You yeah. know what I found Orange. interesting about the sky? Not to take us too far off topic, but it looks. Well, can like we save it for the U.S. part? Yeah. Just yeah. So, because I think people. Are yeah, that's fine. Can I go, Jamie. Yeah. What about the unicorn? Huh? Where's the <laughs> unicorn? <laughs> What about the stag? Oh, okay. Yeah. What, um, what stag? The stag, the stag the on the right hand corner the of the uh, prongs. Prongs? Yeah. Obviously, I yeah. missed it. Where are we talking the, about? On the bottom on the right. Bottom right of the, the cover. UK children's. I'm looking, but the I don't fold. Yes. Past the fold. Keep going right, Eric. You got to look at the full one with the back cover. Oh, right. Sorry, I just didn't scroll right. That's my bad. Okay, that's it's. It, I think it's prongs. Oh yeah. But. but uh, Eighteen pounds? Are they joking? Thirty-six dollars. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You're not gonna buy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, well, that's interesting oh, that he's on there because that sort of means it's emphasizing that he that prongs might play more of a role. Make a reappearance. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because I remember with uh, the Half Blood Prince UK edition, there was that ring, Gaunt's ring. It was Gaunt's ring, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean. I don't know. I guess I I don't want to over read into it, but no, you do. You do. I, I guess. Well, what exactly what do you think? What, what do you think, do. Jamie? I what about prongs? Yeah. I think it just I think it, it just points out the importance of the Patronus. That it has been shown that it isn't just a charm to repel Dementors. You know, it can it can do that. It can also, as uh, shown in Fantastic Beasts, be a be a charm to repel the lethafold, the mythical tropical creature. It can be a you know method of communication. We think between all order members and when Harry is on the train and Draco Malfoy um, hurts him and then he goes up to the college with Tonks. Um, yeah, I think it just points out the importance of that and perhaps the uh, love connection with his family. And yeah, you know, Patronus is these are all symbolic. Patronus yeah. is a real reflections of your inner self. Is all I wanted to say. What Patronus is? Yeah. And we talked about this on a show a few months back about how how beautiful it would be to see uh, Patronus uh, Harry use a Patronus to either defeat Voldemort or just play a big role because it's 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 Harry's dad it's his inner self that is coming out yeah, to yeah. save the day and it would be a beautiful ending. It would be amazing. Um, although the U.S. cover sort of contradicts that kind of ending because it looks like Harry and Voldemort are on 
you know, that's their final battle. But well, let, let's not forget let's there's a battle up ahead. Yeah. Well, let's finish. I had one question about this uh, UK cover here. Are they falling into it, or are they coming out? Because yeah. it looks like Ron's falling yeah. in, but the other two are coming out, or Hermione's being pulled in, and Ron's it just falling like... in. What, what do you mean being sucked in? Oh, wait. Are they being well, sucked that, maybe not just being... They could be being sucked backwards. Are they being sucked in? Or what if they're being are sucked they backwards? Out? I can't tell. I think they're being sucked backwards into it, like Hermione's feet are going in first, and then, because if you look, yeah. if you look at her hair, it's flowing forwards. Which gives yeah, yeah. all of their hair backwards. is flowing forward, really. Which you know, it, it looks like. I mean, it looks like they're being sucked in. But then, if you look at, if you look at Harry's Ron, he's well, Harry's so. face. You mean? Well, what were well, we going to say? Yeah. I was going to say Ron's face. He's looking in fear at something and leaning backwards. So it could be they're all going back into it because they've seen something. Yeah. Um, Although, but then the coins are flying backwards. I think as well. well Harry looks like he's going forward, though. He, like he's yeah, that's what I was going to say. Maybe he's letting and them go and going. Dobby's hand seems forward to be forwards. He's like in a well, charging like, position yeah. almost. Yeah. yeah. Well, perhaps they're being sucked backwards and he's going forwards for the final battle. Could be. Well, like is, is Dobby riding back? Like is he riding on Harry's back? Yes, Andrew, he's riding Harry Brokeback style. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, Jamie! That's not what I meant. I meant is—is—is uh, is, is he riding on Harry's back, like, or is he sort of grasping Harry to pull him in? Or I, I mean, there's so many ways this could be interpreted. I love it. Well, you wouldn't think that Dobby would raise his sword if he was going backwards into it. You'd think he'd, you know, be flying forwards. And but yeah, I think that. And and also this, it could be that. Well, perhaps Dobby's pulling them backwards with his power. You know. Yeah. Well, who says it's Dobby? If that it's creature, then. Wait, could it why be would it be betrayal? creature? No, it's not creature. Well, Harry does own creature. Dobby is going to be there. He's proven himself. He does own creature, but but Dobby's willing to help. Yeah. And creature's well, not. And that, creature... uh, who says that that hel- that that elf there there is helping? Well, right. That was my know. point. Well, it could be evil. He okay, he's Gryffindor's actually sword, taking Gryffindor's so. sword yeah. to kill Harry. Yes, yeah. that makes sense <laughs> to me. Well, I mean, yeah. j- j- it could be any house elf, but just that the fact just the fact that it's wielding uh, Gryffindor's sword makes me think it's Dobby because Dobby has been I incredibly agree, yeah. loyal to Harry. Yeah. Um, I just realized, you know, what would be the ultimate cover if it looked like the sword was upside down, as if he was stabbing Harry. <laughs> the fans would go nuts these next three months, yeah. beach for months, being like, "Is actually is Harry actually going to die?" But anyway, sorry. I had one more question. What do you guys uh, think about? I think well, I think it's time to move on. No, Mars got a question. Mars got a question. What is this thing okay. over here? It's like an orb on oh, yeah. the I'll other flap theory. of the cover, and it has a snake in it. Oh yeah, I have my, my theory. I talked. To Jamie about this earlier, and I'm not and sure. I, and I almost died from excitement. <laughs> and I flew across and kissed. My what are we talking about? It was so good. <laughs> this is very good. Uh, We're talking about if you look at the yep, UK edition got it. on the far left, that thing. Well, oh, I'll... Mikey, you sexy <laughs> beast. <laughs> Uh, now I'm not 100 percent sure about this because when I went back and read it in Chamber of Secrets, I wasn't convinced that it was the same thing, but. If you remember back in Dumbledore's office, there's that moment with Harry when those two snakes sort of come out of that instrument that he has, oh, and he makes that comment, yeah. in essence, divided. So I don't know if that's connected in any way. It you may only what? be one snake in there. That's that's my Wait question. There's also, if you look in that orb, though, there's a window in there. Yeah, I was just looking at that. There's a window in the reflection. In the it's reflection. a window in the sky. <laughs> I'm not gonna. Well, that not that looks kind of like the window in the um, Aladdin's palace. 
right in the top, top sort of. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, it right, doesn't. Right it's not top. doing it for me, Jamie. Oh, it's not doing it for you. <laughs> that's a bit. That's a bit of a shame. But what is? I, I want to say a uh, Palantir, and I'm sure I pronounced it wrong. The one from Lord of the Rings. It looks like that. Well, actually, it doesn't look a bit like that. I don't, I don't know why I've just said that, but it reminds me. of My other movie. thought was, could it be a prophecy? Oh well, yeah. That was my oh. first thought. Yeah. Will it sneak uh, I think I think due to well, due that's the one question. <laughs> due to that it's colored. It's it's in color, it's not completely blue. I would like to think it's not a prophecy. In essence. I mean I, I don't know yeah. why that makes sense to me, but I think because part of it's colored in, part of it's I think it's like an illusion inside the glass sphere, like exactly what whatever Dumbledore his instrument. And I said this reminded me of his office, so but also, they look like real snakes. Yeah. I mean, like, in that, in Chamber of Secrets, didn't he say that it was um, whispery snakes? Like, smoke yeah, snakes. Yeah, that's exactly what they ones? were. Yeah. Well, see, it's they weird. These instrument. look like actual because snakes. Well, the danger is more real than it was in Book 2. Well, perhaps, yeah. Kind of going along with the ice theme, if you look, one of them, you know, looks icy, and the other one doesn't, which would sort of go along with, you know, Micah talking about, you know, in essence divided, kind of to show the difference between the two of them. In essence, though, is that like Horcrux divided and essence divided? Or is, uh, or is he talking more Well, no, no, I was just kind like... of remarking that one of them is frozen, the other one's not. That is true, yeah. Maybe neither can live while the other survives. I don't know. Oh, I've just realized it's another Aladdin reference. Like when he says, um, the, um, you know... Come and fight you, cowardly snake! And he's like, "Snake, am I? Absolutely, <laughs> like, see how snake-like snake-like I can, I can be." be. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that. I think it's that. I, I honestly think J.K. Rowling thinks I can't think of anything original, so I'm going to borrow stuff from this. <laughs> and this is it. Uh-uh. Seriously, watch this space. All right. Well, do you guys want to move on to the? We'll get to the book summaries at the end. But do you want to get on to the uh, UK doll cover Adult first? Lunch, yeah. 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 All right. Doll. I mean, now. There's a person on the back. I've seen her before. I couldn't, <laughs> Can't quite I couldn't, place her face. You know, it took me a while to figure out. Yeah. Like she's the queen. Oh, is that who it is? Yeah, Queen of England. I thought it was um that it's lady I saw on a pop idol while I was over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. It was her. Oh, hmm. it was both actually. She's the queen of England. You think? No, but seriously. Um, all right, good, Laura. Whenever I first saw this, and this is the adult cover. The first thing I thought was that that locket looked like it came from the dollar store. It's so you won't suspect that it actually has one-seventh of Voldemort's soul inside it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it really doesn't... I mean, you wouldn't, would you? It look says S. Like it's got rubies. It's They're got, not it's even a locket. rubies. They're like pulled apart Mardi Gras beads. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, I, well, he. I think it's kind of cool. Well, you know, Laura Voldemort was tired. He didn't know what to do. He went. He just went to a dollar store and said, yeah. "What you, do you, well, you have you any don't know is, And they said, "Oh, you're in luck." Sir. I think the design is pretty cool. Actually, I kind of like how the the I don't even know what you want to call them. The Mardi Gras beads are <laughs> formed in the shape of the S, sort of, and they get smaller as they go further down the S. Well, I don't think I don't think the locket itself looks bad. I think it's mostly the green beading that it just. Why is it well, on Laura, why don't you make a better one and submit it to Bloomsbury? Fine. Maybe they'll replace it. I will. The book down. hasn't gone to print. You put a Horcrux in there as well. <laughs> Go down you to... You try uh, and put half your soul in there, Laura. Then you'll fail and really... <laughs> All right, so are, are, are we on agreement this is R.E.B.'s Horcrux? I mean, there's not... Or Lockett, there's really not yeah. that much yeah. to... Yeah. It's yeah. with it. 
Um, Clearly, um, it's obviously of immense importance if it's on the thing, but yeah. is it just symbolic of all the Horcruxes as, as a whole, or is it this specific item that's important? Maybe well, it's this one just has one. to play, really. Well, I mean, if we look at the past adult covers, the Goblet of Fire one had the Goblet of Fire. The uh, yeah. Order of the Phoenix one had what? Was it a phoenix? Or what was it? Uh, I can't remember. Yeah, it was, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was the phoenix. And then Hapwood Prince had the, the book, the diary, the potions book. Yeah. And then uh, this one just has straight up the locket, yeah, the, which is interesting because this was in book six and, you know, so many people have been speculating about it. Now it's on the cover. Andrew, that's exactly it. I think this symbolizes all the stuff that's been pre-hinted at and all the stuff that the series has been building up towards, uh, f- you know, previously. And the locket itself, it might not be special significance, except that it's you know one of the remaining Horcruxes, but just that it is one of the things that has been introduced previously and is going to play a really big part. Yeah. There's a genie inside. Yeah. <laughs> Harry rubs it, and the genie comes out and gives him three wishes. Because he... And he, he says, I want a wish for a million wishes. Voiced by Robin and Williams. I can bring anyone back from the dead. <laughs> it's not a happy sight. I don't like doing it. Mike, do you have any thoughts on uh, this cover? I think they're always going to be a little bit more, I don't want to say mundane, but... Simplistic, though, but coolly simplistic. Yeah, I mean, they're more adult-like, definitely. Um, I guess more of a mature look to them, but I definitely like, of all of them, I like the UK children's version the best. I agree. I don't don't particularly... Like this one? It's no, just they look like substance. Sorry, they go look ahead. like J.D. Robb novels or something. I don't know. The adult what covers. What substance is the locket on? It, look, it looks a very sort of... It's um, sort of a stone. I actually don't think It looks think like, that's like a Voldemort <laughs> substance, though. You know, it doesn't look Harry-like. Like a cave rock. Do you think he comes back into, into possession of it? Yeah, yeah, it does. Well, Perhaps it's the... Considering where I'd like to prefer to believe that the locket is in the Grimmauld place, I'd like to believe that this locket is actually just... In nowhere, meaning it's not really up against, say, rock, for instance, because it's fa- it's still in a cave. Um, it's in limbo. It's in limbo. I think the rock is just for lighting effect, you know, where the, the terrain, the ruggedness. I don't actually think that's like a location where the where the locket would be, even though it was supposed to be in a cave. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we should move on now to uh, the U.S. cover. Which we originally started off with, <laughs> that we went full circle on everyone else. Yeah, it's okay. There's um, huh? I mean, okay. I didn't see it coming as an orange book. Yeah, me neither. But I mean, it's very I ominous. Like it. yeah. yeah, I do like it. It is ominous, I guess. What's interesting I was about it? What I was going to mention earlier is that if you look at this, it looks like early in the morning. Yeah, and it does. you know, and. You know, I thought that, and then I realized that would be so cool if yeah. if the battle was just all, all night, night and then the setting, yeah, and then the or then at sunrise they thought, well, we've been fighting all night. Let's just uh, call it a day. Go and get. Yeah, your McDonald's <laughs> another half hour. You wanted to yeah, say, exactly. get some grills, yeah, yeah, and then we'll yeah. uh, continue this. They're, they're, <laughs> sitting in I, they're sitting in IHOP and across from each other, and there's very funny scenes that can be written about Harry and Voldemort at IHOP, but. But uh, but seriously, I just thought uh, it would be a perfect setting for the final battle where they they go into this this final area and Joe sets it up as the the sun was beginning to rise as Harry and Voldemort were doing whatever the heck they were doing all night. Well, what do you guys that would be think, so though? cool. It's like the final morning. But the thing. color of the sky is pretty much identical to the one on the UK. Mm. Yeah. Behind the thing. 
Yeah. And Kieran um, came up with uh, an interesting theory about this. I can't remember exactly what he referred to, but he said in a different series uh, that um, colour type thing is used to represent limbo. So is this beyond the veil? What happens beyond the veil? Is there well, the some kind of are drawn. You know, limbo type thing? The Sorry, cur- curtains are curtains drawn. Are drawn. But they are often. Where? There's another cover in the US where that's oh, actually Harry's four-poster bed. Is it cur- Are the curtains the four-poster bed on Sorcerer's Stone? Yeah, I think so. Of the hardcover. If you look at the hardcover, there's... Are you sure about that? I'm pretty sure there's Why would they be the four-poster beds? There, there are curtains. Well, well, there are cur- I don't think it's the four-poster bed, Well, though. I'm saying that Okay, well, the well you see Harry's hand holding back. the candle. Or oh, What do you say, Micah? I'm saying that the veil is drawn back. Yeah. Oh. That was my initial impression looking at it. Because, and I'm trying to look for the quote here from Order of the Phoenix, I think what Laura said earlier is definitely accurate, at least in my opinion, that they're in that room in the Department of Mysteries. Because it was yeah. said to look exactly like this, to look like a coliseum that had seating all around it. And it looks like somebody's watching them. Yeah. Not just somebody, yeah. a, a lot well, of no, people. I, and I mean, I would honestly shadows. take that it's as being shadows of the people beyond the veil. Right. Oh. And I find the, the rubble very interesting. Not, not just beyond the veil, beyond history, beyond time, beyond yeah. present day. The shadows of the past, all the people who Voldemort killed, etc. All the fa- Harry's family looking over him. Um, but back to the sky, I don't know, I too don't know what... Kieran was mentioning, um, but I do know that in... It was uh, a very good point. I just can't remember what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, the first Narnia book, there's um, Magician's Nephew. Oh, it was Narnia. It was it? Narnia. Okay, well, if I it, don't know. I can't remember. Whether or not it was, um, in The Magician's Nephew, the, the uh, arguably the first, uh, chronologically anyway, Narnia book, uh, the kids travel, to, or different kids uh, travel to this kind of dead world which has been silent, you know, not a single sound or anything, this destroyed city in tatters and there's like a red sky um, and, and sort of stone uh, pillars and stuff. So that might have been the illusion, but either way, that, that so even though it's a warm color, traditionally not thought of as death, it could also mean something very, yeah, hollow. Well, isn't um, just the, like just a, a red sky in the morning supposed to be... Symbolic of bad well, things. The shepherd's warning. Can, the shepherd's yeah. warning. Well, it could also be yeah. symbolic of a new dawn. A new dawn is approaching. Yeah. Well, is this room the room with the spinning doors? Because it, no, you could. I don't think so. No, it actually. Yes, that. For a There's fleeting doors, moment, for a fleeting moment, I thought it was like a, a highway, a Muggle highway, potentially, like an like an overbridge of, a, of like a highway. Because oh, right. the yeah. if you look at where Voldemort's oh, hand a viaduct, is, you mean? Yeah, a viaduct. A viaduct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or a viaduct. A train viaduct. Train viaduct, or for... for Andy, do you remember that thing in Durham? It looks Sorry, like well, I went away for a second. The viaduct oh, that the Hogwarts um, Express goes over. I mean, I don't think that's what well, it is, but... Yeah, exactly like that, a viaduct. It crossed um, my mind. Why don't we talk about the way his hand is, because it, it looks to me like he's trying to draw some power from the sky, like yeah. love, and you know... Yeah, well, they're both reaching for it, I think. Yeah, whatever it is. It sort of seems like Voldemort is reaching in that same direction. Actually, uh, someone on the MuggleNet comments uh, on the news post about the book covers being released suggested that it sort of looks like there's something there right above Harry's hand and yeah. when you get in close something something he or she described it as like whooshy and if you look close there is something that looks different from the rest of the like cloud patterns in the sky do you see that one? yeah, yeah. It, it looks like a dolphin on the left a what? That one, yeah, that, that one on the left that white pattern looks like a dolphin 
Look, it's slippers at you know. I'm oh, you <laughs> it does. <laughs> oh oh yeah, you're right. Actually, yeah, that's a little hidden message. It's like, um, was that a dolphin movie called Flipper? Is it Flipper? No, it's not Flipper with Elijah Wood. That's a dolphin movie, but I think it looks more like a whale, yeah, like that Free Willy. Movie. Free Willy, yeah, oh, Free Willy. Willy yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. You know, I'm looking at Harry's hair, and it almost looks like he has some uh, streaks of a uh, couple, couple gray hairs in yeah, there. Does. <laughs> Doesn't he? <laughs> I mean, it could just be uh, the effect of like light, you know? Yeah. Here's well, the question. All right, so hold on, wait. Let's stay on the hand. So, what what do you think this means, Laura? Did you have an idea? It almost looks what, what it, like not I what mean, it means, but I whenever I first saw it, my initial reaction was they were trying to catch something, like something physical. Yeah. That was flying through the air, but then the you, of course, you know, yeah, they're playing Quidditch. Whoever catches <laughs> it wins. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> Final showdown. But um, no, I mean, I was kind of thinking like, I mean, maybe something completely dramatic happens, like a Horcrux flies through the air, or something like, you know, Ron throws the locket or whatever. But I think the more I thought about it, the more it seemed like they were both doing wandless magic. Because yeah. well, you know they're what? Not holding yeah, wands. they're both. I think they're, they're both summoning wands. something. Yeah, that's right. And I, I, I have all the covers open here. Book, uh, books four, five, and six. Harry's holding a wand. One, two, and when three. When he's in he's battle, not, but when he's in battle, yeah. yeah. You're right. This is actually Harry and Voldemort, in presumably battle. in battle, feet away from each other. You know, not even a meter, maybe, and they don't have wands. Could that be what so they're they going after? Be... Oh, that's true. Maybe one wand, but no. it's not like. You don't need one. Okay, it's crazy this theory time. I'm going to throw something crazy out there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. They almost look like they're working together. No. Uh, never happened. See, they seem so close, though. That wouldn't surprise me. They do, yeah. Actually, if you want to get crazy theory time, I think they're both wearing brown robes, so they both converted to Jedi. They are both. <laughs> <laughs> they did. <laughs> they, they are both Don't wearing brown them. robes. And uh, Voldemort looks like, uh, you know, Ian, uh, Ian, uh, sh- what's his name? Ian Hart, Ian Holm. I'll fix it. I'll Ian Holm. Ha- Harry's not scratched up at all, though, like he was on the on the UK cover. Right. Yeah. The, the reason kind of yeah. why I brought that up, though, is because of what Arthur Levine said. He said that we're seeing Harry in a very interesting situation. Readers will find out exactly what that situation is. I love what he said that, because I was like, oh, really? We're going to find out? The situation. <laughs> I think we were gonna know, but um, the um, that's interesting. Yeah. The sun's too bright, and they're trying to shield their eyes. That's it. Look, <laughs> yeah. both of them are. Oh, and uh, Eric, to continue your Star Wars reference, Voldemort l- looks a bit like General Grievous from um, Revenge of the. Sith. Yeah, well, he's he's more Look mad than face. machine now, really. Yeah, oh, well, well that's machine true. now the man. Machine and the man. I, yeah. I messed that up. You know, I'm looking at... I have the Sorcerer's Stone cover here. I have it all stretched out so I can compare the two. And it's kind of interesting. There's a couple of similarities here. One, Harry's reaching out for... I mean, in the Sorcer- on the Sorcerer's Stone cover, we can see that he's reaching out for the for the snitch. Um, but he's almost in like the same exact uh, position cool. where he's looking up with his mouth open, his eyes are shooting up, and he's reaching out for... In the Sorcerer's Stone cover, the snitch, but in this one we can't see that. Um, and also on the Sorcerer's Stone cover, it's um, it's like dusk. The sun is setting because we can see the stars in the sky, but also there's some sunlight closer to yeah. the ground. And this one it's sort of like dawn, so it's opposite. And then also, back to the curtains. The curtains are on the 
seems like they're on the uh, the tail ends of the covers, and yeah. they're all like, um, I mean, the covers, the 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 curtains on this uh, book seven cover are all like tattered, tattered, and they're like, yeah, they're messed up at the bottom, and the ones on the Sorcerer's Stone cover are all like they got stars on them, and their ropes are tied back. It's sort of like, uh, it's almost like they're the same curtains. Because we don't really know what these curtains are in the Switcher Stone cover. So that was kind of interesting. I always just kind of assumed they were almost kind of to make it look like a stage in a way. Like, not literally saying it was a performance, but like presenting it as such, like a story. Yeah, well, kind of something along the lines of... I mean, I guess you could draw the opening and closing type... Um, connection from them because do you really see these curtains on any of the other covers? No, I don't think so. Yeah, they are. There are curtains on one of the hardback yeah, US editions. I mean, I'm asking if there Sorcerer's are any Stone. on any of the other ones. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, okay. Yeah, Sorcerer's Stone. I don't recall seeing them. And it almost seems like right. no, it's set as a production, like not yeah. literally saying so it's it's that, but saying the story's opening, the story's closing. Oh, yeah, I like that's cool. that. That go is Mary, cool, Laura. go Mary that, Grand Prix Laura, and Laura for Laura. That's that's awesome. <laughs> that is um, very impressive. But Andrew, what you said also <laughs> about it being dusk, uh, or rather, rather, yeah, at the end of the night, sunset in book one and sunrise in book in book 7 i think it's you know harry's world is getting darker and in the end there's hope hope to see some light you know some his light getting lighter whether or not it's the light at the end of the tunnel or not um, yeah mm-hmm. mm. but uh, i'm really liking this curtain thing because it's like it's almost like the same cover only behind it it's you know 7 years later and but then the curtains are are all oh, no, worn it's out so cool. it's the closing of the book that's I really, really like cool. that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and you and you know that that's Mary Grand Prix, uh, you know, at her best, which is you know, I I would love to think that she she's had that in mind this whole time, starting with you know the curtains, how they are on the Sorcerer's Stone cover, and then at Book Seven being all tatter- tattered like that. You know, I mean, what about the? Uh, sorry, Jamie. Go ahead. Sorry, go. <laughs> Thank you. I was going to say. <laughs> What about the the pieces of wood at the um on the bottom yeah. front? Yeah, are they bro- they look broken to me, yeah. as in man broken, not supposed to be there. Um, and yeah, and there's some look- that one on the far right looks like a rock. Well, yeah, there's Was stone it? and stuff. It almost looks to yeah. me like they've uh, it's broken. A tree stump. They've broken the veil or something. Like they've broken the archway. Right. Yeah, they've oh, oh. And perhaps their hands are there to shield them from what's behind it. If we, I mean, if we put ourselves in their position, what's where they're looking now. It's something in the sky. Window? <laughs> Maybe. I wasn't in the love I rhapsodize. <laughs> wait, wait, that's the other thing though. The Department <laughs> of Mysteries presumably isn't open air to the sky unless it's got a sky similar to the Great Hall. But the fact that there is a sky kind of maybe rules out that they're in the Department of Mysteries Stadium. Unless, unless the Ministry the of Magic was destroyed. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It, it looks like they've completely oh. that or it. Yeah, or the um, or the veil did something, and or they're in the land of limbo on the other side of the veil, and it might be a mirror image of what the actual well, Colossus is. Wouldn't they be on the other side of the veil as they stand right now because of all the people around yeah, them? Yeah, it almost looks like they're I think it makes on the other side. Yeah, because you can see the people. You wouldn't be yeah. able to see the people if you were 
Yeah. But have you noticed that the shadows get a lot, lot lighter as you go yeah. round to the right? They start off pretty dark, and then they get very, very, very sort of not what dense if, like, as you go round to the other side. What if they've side. gone through the veil, and the reason you can't come back from the veil is because it's broken on the other side? Like, it's set so that you, like, so well, that you I, can't <laughs> come back. Like, you can't come back I, I so would they're say they're they stuck? Need, I would say, Laura, that they need yeah. to repair the Stargate and get it up and running. Again, <laughs> so, yeah. so Kurt Russell and them can get back to the other. You know, I've seen that movie. Guys, we're at 46 minutes. Yeah, um, That's what do it? you guys think? <laughs> I feel like we've been going a lot longer. Loads. No, yeah. it's true. It's it's. Yeah. Let's keep going. I mean, um, is there anything else... Anyone wants to talk about with uh, this cover? I mean, well, I think we've covered this very neck. well, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, um, that's got to be the locket, doesn't it? Doesn't it look? It's, it it's the same shape yeah. as uh, oh, the one on the adult cover. Oh, jeez, um, Harry in the US Maybe that's is what wearing something. It almost looks like a pouch. Protects you though. when you go through the thing. It looks like a pouch. It doesn't look like this leather. Yeah, it has pocket. his pocket money. In. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it was almost. Like <laughs> it's his iPod <laughs> shuffle. I mean, <laughs> we know how damaged. Uh, um, yeah, he's listening to My Chemical Romance. <laughs> Would it be welcome to the Black Parade? You know, yeah, Laura, you're right. It does look like a pouch because there's there's the oval shape yeah. and then there's something right Where above it. Looks it looks like Is there's a drawstring type area to pull it close. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. I mean, it looks like it's a uh, Harry's. No. My immediate. Well, no, time anyway. turners are. They're more circular, uh, though. I think they would be more circular, wouldn't they? Or more hourglassy. I think it's a pouch. My immediate reaction to it was that we knew how damaged Dumbledore's hand got from the ring and whatever process he went through to destroy it. So what if Harry has the locket and he's keeping it in the pouch so it doesn't come into direct contact with his body? Hmm. Interesting. Maybe. In addition... Keep it clean. Maybe it has to do... (laughs) Keep it clean. (laughs) maybe, Maybe it has something to do with Voldemort... Not seeing it, I mean, obviously he was not hiding it with it just sitting there around his neck. But it's interesting. I think it. A lot of times, lockets themselves and things are supposed to protect against something. So I'm not saying he has Slytherin's locket, and it doesn't seem like it. But I think he has something in the pouch that might give him some protection in battle, or it's just his bus fare to arrive it's at this Ginny's field heart. somewhere. She cut it out going. and put it in a bag. It, oh, <laughs> it, it Laura, is Laura. It, it is. <laughs> It's pretty violent, actually. I have one more theory. Um, what What do you guys think about uh, now? Assuming it's the veil or whatever they're raising their hands to, what if they're fighting each other? What What if Voldemort's trying to destroy something and Harry's trying to stop it from being destroyed, it. or vice versa? What if it's a Horcrux that Harry is trying to destroy and Voldemort's trying to prevent it from being destroyed? It's very resemblant of uh, when Snape. And Harry were fighting, and Snape and Harry tried to um, get something, and Snape blocked it. And Harry's trying to get, you know, they're both fighting for maybe. I think they're both summoning something, really. Um, you know, Accio, whatever it might be. Uh, but what would it be that they both want? And also, I mean, you said they don't. They don't have wands. Obviously, they can't fight the same wands. And in it, it's just Harry and Voldemort. But and I think that's very symbolic and message setting tone setting for the book, that it's really just Harry and Voldemort on the U.S. cover, and it's really just their battle. Yeah, I was going to say, this must be a final battle, so we know, we now know it's just Harry and Voldemort. But is it a well, battle? Well, no, that's the thing. Is it a there's battle? no Harry run on the, on the cover here, and there's also no Snape, which upsets me a little bit, but his book was six, I guess, but... 
No, what I was going to say is that... If this truly is... They're not the facing title. each other, which is still what kind of bothers me in a way, because they don't look like they're going against each other. They don't look like they're battling each other. And like... They look like somebody they're both said catching before, Harry is not even messed up. He looks fine. Yeah. Well, they're, they're right. throwing football. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> he did. <laughs> it's, it's like Toy Story yeah. when uh, Mr. Potato Head... Uh, Oh, I have it backwards. I haven't seen that movie in so long. You mean Buzz Lightyear and Buzz Light- uh, Zorg? Yeah, <laughs> and they throw football after they realize that Zorg Father. is Buzz's dad. It's <laughs> uh. awesome. Um, one one last thing. Voldemort's hands look very big. They remind me of the Grinch, yeah. honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They could totally crush Harry's skull in. Like, yeah, well, Voldemort. I, mean, I would almost. Sorry, in the in other like you know chapter art and stuff, Voldemort is always portrayed as being very big in the U.S. editions. Like if you look at the cover art or the chapter art for uh, the one showdown in the Department of Mysteries, um, Voldemort is much bigger than Dumbledore. So I don't know if it's just a Mary Grandpree thing or. Yeah, yeah, and I really think it it symbolizes something with the big hands that he's 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 very commanding and powerful. Mm-hmm. I think so, so as well. I like it. Is Harry leaning on a rock? Yeah, it looks like his, it. His right hand, is he like leaning uh, on a rock? No, no, no. That's in the distance. It's hard to I tell. Think. Yeah, I think so too, yeah. because it's sort of more faded than his hands. Well, it looks like he's got his hand on something. Or he's falling, or... Yeah. Or he's doing a dance. <laughs> there's so many ways you can interpret this. <laughs> there's a dance-off. They're doing the musical. They're staging the production of How They Became Friends. Yeah. All right, well... Uh, they're playing. The yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk. There's the, this cover actually, yeah, you could have a lot of fun in Photoshop with that. Um, all right, so let's talk about the uh, book summaries real quick. We have here on uh, both the U.S. and the U.K. editions. Uh, from the U.K. adult edition, do they say the same thing? Let me look. I don't know. I haven't looked. Yeah, it does. No, they don't. Um, do it? Yeah, they do. Does it? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so on the UK edition, it says, Harry has been burdened with a dark, dangerous, and seemingly impossible task, that of locating and destroying Voldemort's remaining horcruxes. Never has Harry felt so alone or faced a future so full of shadows. Ooh. But Harry must somehow find within himself the strength to complete the task he has been given. He must leave the warmth, safety, and companionship of the burrow and follow without fear of hes- or hesitation the... In- inexorable path laid out for him. It's interesting that they re- refer to the, the burrow specifically. So I guess... Yeah. Well, it almost sounds like he leaves there directly to go on You would think that. However, on the US edition, it, they talk... It mentions Privet Drive. <laughs> it's just yeah, like, yeah, in the well, beginning, Harry is at Privet Drive. Drive. <laughs> Well, no, it it says, it mentions both of them on the UK cover. On the UK kids' cover, it says, on the back, it says, Harry's waiting in Privet Drive. Oh. The Order of the Phoenix is coming to escort him safely away without oh, Voldemort yeah, right. and, and his supporters knowing if they can. But what will Harry do then? How will he fulfill the momentous and seemingly impossible task that Professor Dumbledore has left him with? I think it's interesting that they mentioned Well, it Dumbledore. could mean he doesn't go back to Hogwarts. Well, here's Hogwarts on the back cover. Well, we don't know that. I I don't think you know I like Jamie's idea that. that's uh, the Bobatons Bobatons. Where did Jamie go? Because it's all icy. Yeah, where did he go? He's quiet. I don't know. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think I'm in in, in agreement with Jamie and Laura there. Um, let's see. So what else is there to talk about? 
What's the triangle? Is that yeah, just you know, I was thinking about that, but then I realized it's probably... I think it's probably just the Bloomsbury symbol or something. Logo, yeah. On the UK well, version there. No, their, their logo's the cat. The cat or whatever. The little thing sprinting across next to the ISBN. Wasn't Gaunt's ring on the spine? Uh, yeah, it was on there somewhere. Actually, it's... I a, mean, it's it was, a, but... It's to show that uh, AOL owns Time Warner. <laughs> yeah, it's subliminal who, who advertising. The, the Harry Potter movie. Yeah. <laughs> AOL's trying to come back, and it'll be big. Yeah. Um, but one thing I noticed about these book summaries with this book is that they're much more ominous. And, like, I remember with book five, the book summary was cool because it talked about... Uh, well, it didn't say Umbridge specifically, but they said, a, I believe it was a teacher that was as sour as... Some sap or sappy or blueberries, yeah, uh, yeah. It went as like poisoned honey or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. It, it yeah. pointed out like a few different things in the book, and this is just very like Harry's got to do it. He's got to take Professor Dumbledore's. Yeah. Uh, Can he know. do it? Yeah. Will he do it? Can he do it? Will he do it? Can he do it? Well, and the thing about book six was that it didn't seem to be ominous as much as it was because they were talking about like book 6's uh summary was uh, at least in the US I think it was was that you know people are dying left and right they circle ads in the daily profit for all the things and they're watching the and it made it out to be something that the book wasn't actually like about as mm-hmm. far as things go I mean yeah people were dying but that wasn't at all about what Harry's journey was in that story so yeah it kind of just detracted from that and then this is like dead on but very ominous all the same yeah uh, so, yeah, I think that's pretty much the extent of our cover coverage <laughs> now. Uh, I, I mean, <laughs> we encourage everyone to send in their, their theories about the covers. I'm sure there's going to be millions of them, and we'll try to get to the, as many as, of them as possible. You can email all those into mugglecast at staff.mugglenet.com. Um, some other smaller news that came out today. UK page counts confirmed 608 pages. Not really big news. And uh, Arthur Levine, the Scholastic Editor, was on the Today Show to formally reveal the cover. Uh, I give him props, though. Did anyone see the video? He was wearing a a brown suit with a um, yellow tie and a green shirt. You know what that's just like? Alex of the Remus Lupins? No, what Harry's wearing on the cover of the uh, oh, U.S. cover. Oh, right. Brown jacket, oh, green yeah. shirt. I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> kind of uh, clever of him to do there. So I give him mad props for doing some color coordinating with Harry. And you know, a couple quotes from him that he said on the Today Show. He says, when I was reading it, I had both the excitement and the power of the book and the plot driving me forward. But I was also feeling a little sad. It's the last time. Um, yeah, Laura? You know, I missed something. Um, something interesting that happened today. Kieran and I were talking, and he had me check. Does the... that not happen often? Wow. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, we were talking, and he had me check the page counts in the U.S. editions, because in the U.K. editions, apparently, and this is according to him, um, Deathly Hallows is the third longest book, not by much, but it still is somewhat shorter than um, I forget which book it was, but then. In ours, Deathly Hallows is the second oh, that's weird. longest. By like a, quite a bit, by like 50 yeah, pages. Yeah, it is weird. Yeah. So it's, I mean, obviously, did you guys, I mean, this is what I thought, but whenever I got Half-Blood Prince, the typeset looked slightly larger 
than it had been before. I think I felt that way. It could also mean that there are some things that the U.S. editors left in. Uh, if there are, though, everybody in the U.K. will be pissed, especially because the U.K. should actually yeah. technically have the most, uh, technically, maybe. Because J.K.R. is the one writing it. You know, why would the U.S. edition know something completely... I mean, I, I don't know. It just makes sense that a lot of people would be pissed if Book 7... But they should be loyal to the British. No, I'm just saying it would be... If, if, a, if anything is omitted, I mean, I would think that it would be a really freaking big deal, especially for the seventh book. When everything has to be exactly as it is. Right, right. So if it turns out that uh, they left a bunch of stuff out of the UK versions, are you going to come back, Eric? Yeah, I will. Alright, so... um, uh, I guess there's nothing else to talk about there. Again, email all your theories about the covers into mugglecast.mugglenet.com and we'll get to them oh, oh, he's still on, the on show uh, 80, <laughs> 85. We'll get on to them. Show 84, there's no book cover discussion, so when you listen to it, don't be surprised. But then 85 and onward, we'll have plenty of discussion about the covers. Um, Alright, guys. It's time to uh, time to announce what happened the other day. Are you sure? An adjic- <clears throat> oh my gosh. To be... um. We can back out now if we need well, to. Well, I mean, that's what editing's for, but I really think that since this is the final book, we have nothing to lose. Think about it. Okay, let's do it. Let's just do it. All right, just do it now. So, do it. Just do it. Uh, we're all going to go around the table here to announce, to talk about what we experienced earlier this week because um, it's big. And before we tell you, you guys should know that you're going to be a little jealous and you're going to hate and us. There is um, an email address set up specifically if you'd like to hate us. Yeah. Uh, and there are support groups. There's the Facebook and everything. All that, that yes. Um, all that discussion about the book covers, We were all that speculating we were doing, we made it all up. Yes. We actually know yeah. what's going to happen in... Andrew, don't forget what the legal team said on... I know, oh, Jamie, yeah. Jamie, can I just... Can you let me do this? Yeah, okay, sorry, sorry. We received the manuscript to the final Harry Potter book. All of us received it. Alright, we made copies, and then I ran to the nearest Xerox, and we... Uh... Alright, so, I haven't told you guys the whole story yet, um, but I guess uh. we'll start off with that, and then you guys can go into all, you know, the rest of it. So, um... Basically what happened was I was in New York City this past weekend and I had uh, passed the Scholastic store and I thought, hmm, wait a second, book seven's done. Uh, the editors are all there. It's a weekday. It was, it was a Friday mid-afternoon. Yep. So I decided to go in. I, I'm going to condense it all because, you know, all, all the details are, are irrelevant. We, uh, I went in. And uh, I ran into the one and only uh, Arthur Levine, who we just talked about. And I asked him, basically straight up, uh, is the manuscript here? And he laughed at me, and he said yes. And then I you know, sat there for a few minutes, and I thought, how can I get that manuscript out of his office? He told me it was in his office. It was, <laughs> he told me, actually, exactly where it was. It was in his drawer <laughs> to the right. Uh, yeah, but he knew you, actually. He knew me. Right. He knew me from MuggleCast. And so I thought for a few seconds, how could I get into his office? Let me do it. Let me do it. All right. Uh, All right. So, Jamie, <laughs> uh, to be honest with you, I'm kind of... He's recounted uh, this story to me a thousand um, of times. I'm so getting a little choked up because this, this moment was 
very special. Yeah. So, can you just, well, <laughs> just finish this? Yeah, so <laughs> Arthur went off and Andrew was sitting there in what he described as the nicest chair that his bum has ever graced. They're extremely nice inside a scholastic. And so he was just sitting there waiting along, and I can't remember her, her name, Rachel something from Scholastic came out and. Fadden. Uh, oh, Fadden. 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 Rachel Fadden. Yeah. Fadden, oh, okay, came out and she said that they're doing a kind of, because, you know, it, it's book seven and, it, and it's the last big book, they're doing a kind of online um, sort of, what's it called, uh, what word did, did she use? Online circulation, uh, just to see what sort of some certain people think of it. Yeah. Um, do you want to be part of it? And Andrew says he uh, acted all professional, but uh, I don't think he did at all, did you? I wet my pants a little bit, but it wasn't enough, so... They could see. <laughs> no, yes. Yeah, so, uh, so he said yes, of course. And it took, do you say, four hours from there, four or five hours. And he went into the office, had to sign a million NDAs, mm-hmm. non-disclosure agreements. They said it was uh, embargoed for a few months, obviously until the release. But uh, he found a loophole in it, which he'll explain soon. Um, so yeah, he got the manuscript, brought it back. Um, photocopied it. We each got a copy recently, and we obviously spent that night reading about it. And everyone has comments, and I'm sure they they want to share because it seriously is uh, mind blowing. But do you want to talk a bit more about the NDAs, Andrew, and the loophole you find? Well, basically, I was reading through all the papers, and it turns out that I have a good friend who is a lawyer. And I was reading through everything about how you know you can't tell anyone about any details, and how none of it can be published, and everything. And uh. my lawyer friend pointed out to me his name is a uh, Stephen M. Capello. Uh, it's Stephen, or it's CapelloLaw.com or Capello-Law, something like that. He told me that. Well, the document said that I could not directly tell anyone the details of the book. What it didn't say, though was anything about sort of like broadcasting it to a general public. Basically, I could do it indirectly. So, you know, I was thinking about it, and I was like, all right, indirectly, indirectly. Well, directly would be straight to a person, but if I did a broadcast medium, I could talk about it. So, what did I do? I made my own podcast, and I sent all the URLs to my fellow staff members, at which point uh, the other guys will be explaining uh, what what they got. So we have the audio broadcast of Andrew reading book seven to all of us. I thought he was mad to do it, but that's, you know... But this, this is how much Andrew, know, p- you know, cares about his friends. And and so uh, so we all know what happens now. Well, should we tell them what we think? Because I'd be dying. Well, well so. what do you think? We should divulge some Listen details about the book? Well, I just want to give away a few things. Well, I mean, what I know what did you have in mind? I was well, right. I, w- I wanted personally to talk about the death. I don't know what everyone else wants to talk about. You mean I, the death. Well, should we just oh, do a yeah. quick spoiler warning? Just talk about that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, everyone who wants to read book seven, you just seriously don't listen now. Forward ten minutes. We'll probably be done in ten minutes. That's right. Yeah, yeah, ten minutes. Right. So okay, yeah. So who who dies? Um, are you sure? Are you sure I should say? Okay, it's uh. Yeah. Um, why okay, not? It's two actually. It's okay, two deaths. Yeah, two right. two deaths. Ronald and Hermione and I know so many people didn't want that to happen but once you read it you'll realise it had to happen and it had to happen I was shocked I I know I mean I was shocked as well but it's you know the point um, I realised it it, it was going to happen after they went into the ministry and you I thought 
if they hadn't have done it, Harry was in for it. And, you know, after mm-hmm. they revealed yeah, that piece about the prophecy, um, you knew Harry ha- had to survive. So I think they had to die for Harry to do it. So I wasn't I wasn't surprised. I was very very upset, but they had to go. I think. Well, if you look you at know, when they're in when they're in the chamber, um, yeah, with with the uh, the delicacies as they're called. Uh, and, and if you want to know how it happens, just I mean, there's some hints on the UK cover. Um, yeah. Like if you take that gold to be literal, then it gives you a bit of a clue as to what's happening. So yeah, just take it literally, and you'll get a clue. And also the shape of the um, arch as well. It'll, if you look back at Goblet of Fire, is it, Laura? Yeah, yeah, Goblet that's right. It, it completely, yeah. it really, you won't believe yeah, you missed just look it. Back at that. You'll be smacking yourself. It's, it's crazy. It, the color as well. It gives a, it gives a huge clue. But um, Michael, what did you think about the death? Well, you you failed to mention not just people on the good side die. There are people on the bad side that kick the bucket yeah, as well. Go on. Well, you know what I liked? Somebody got some sweet sweet revenge, man. And I don't want to do. Do I want to talk about how Lucius died? Honestly, guys, you might we well should mention just, it. Yeah, you we should just go all out. We already spilled the beans on. Yeah, come on, let's go ahead and do it. Lucius, I mean Dobby, going hardcore with the sword into Lucius's back. That was some yeah, serious yeah, that scene. Was but, but I didn't know how he got into Azkaban. Was it like a, a spell, or did he, or did someone bring him there? Because well, it's, it, she didn't it's explain house that. Of magic, really. Oh yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I suppose they did. Yeah, he, Yo, he does wh- have some powers. What's but. important though is that Draco and you know that Dobby spared Draco, and that Draco was kind of. Why like, did he do that though? Why did he sec- do that? Though? I, I don't know. But like, what was important to me was that you know when Snape came, and it was the scene where they were at the, uh, in the kind of underneath. What is that underneath the hospital? Oh, the chamber un- un- underneath mm. the hospital. The chamber? No, it's the. There's a tunnel. Oh, the tunnel, oh, the tunnel to the chamber, yeah, but the... they did, yeah, yeah. I mean, when they're, okay, they're in the chamber in the tunnel, but at the same time, it was, um, Drake, uh, Snape is just, Snape kicks ass in this book, basically. Yeah, he, he's, he's good, he by the way. Really he's good. He, he, he is good, very good. But you'd think halfway through he wasn't good, but there's a huge revelation. I didn't understand why, out of the blue, he just starts making out with McGonagall. How yeah, could you not was... understand that? It was built well. It's up. because like oh, everyone, come on, it was so built you know, up. No, no, came out of the blue to me. Andrew, did you completely miss the bit in the pensive right at the beginning when it showed their childhood? Were you the, asleep? The then? childhood was nothing. Just because they're playing with Barbie dolls together doesn't mean they're going to be making out thirty, fifty years well, later. What you, Are you have kidding? To know, Are you kidding? No, Didn't you spot was, the love between them? She's at least thirty years older than he is. Okay, listen, Laura. We don't have to get all technical all about here. it. Point is, they were making out. They were, it's true. But I, I mean, I thought that paled in comparison to uh, Harry's new job after he kills Voldemort. He kills uh, Voldemort, by the, by the way. Love comes into it in that he has a sort of blow-up inflatable um, heart. And he s- yeah, no, but you shouldn't tell him the specifics. You should not... It, oh, I, don't I, I tell wanted to mention the, the Let's do it. You can say love. You can say love. Yeah, so he puts this heart over his face and he suffocates him. So that was the sort of, you know... M- Metaphorical love was going to kill him in the but shape of the heart, which wands. I thought was very clever, huh? It, but it, they didn't use wands. Oh, yeah, and, exactly. And they didn't use wands. By the way, uh, Jamie, Jamie, do you want yeah. to tell them what what they're reaching for in the U.S. cover? Because we were, we did that for a long time. You sure? Just do it. Just do it. I mean, we're going all out. Well, just okay, fine. Okay, fine. Well, okay. This heart that he suffocates uh, Voldemort with, he he doesn't actually have it. First of all, and. Ginny comes along and she puts this protective suit on. That's uh, it's called an anti-veil thing. They bought it from uh, 
friend George, and she puts this on and she reaches through the the veil to to where they're fighting and hands him this thing. So they're reaching up because Voldemort at this point realizes that this thing is going to kill him. So they both reach up and she and Ginny manages somehow uh, to throw it to uh, Harry and he does it like that. But his job, come on, I mean, did you know he he was going to be a basketball coach? No, no, you know. Yeah, that was really weird. Just these things. You would you would think at least Quidditch, like that that would be it. Yeah. You wouldn't yeah, go outside Quidditch, yeah. to real Muggle sports. No. Well, you, I mean, you, 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 you uh, well, you would. if it weren't for the fact that the whole world, I mean, yeah, go on, Lyra. Well, I was just gonna say, and the whole part where uh, where Neville ran over Bellatrix with Sirius's motorbike that was. Well, I did not think that. Was <laughs> that, that. Yeah, wasn't that accidental? I, that was was awesome. that accidental or was that? No, no. He says it was. He says it was, Andrew. Come yeah, on. yeah. He says it was an accident. But he says, "Oh, I didn't realize." By the way, that was my favorite line of the book when he says, "Oh, I didn't realize that the gas tank was full." Oh, yeah. Oh, genius. <laughs> uh, yeah. oh well, god. Uh, no, I love the description. the The face of flattened pancakes and the the oh, yeah. brilliant, exasperated. Like I think Joe sort of uh, let herself go there. I didn't think that was very original. I mean, that that's been written before. That wasn't very Joe. I know, yeah, Michael. What, what was? But it was so enjoyable. Uh, what was your impression of Harry's job, Michael? Uh, no, no, I, I was going to say, how would you expect him to be anything else after he lost all his magical ability? I know. Yeah. I know. Oh, well, that's right. I mean. Yeah. To, to be fair, he might be a basketball coach, but at least it's in the the um, the limbo world because of the eclipse and everything. Yeah. And the, I mean, wh- pretty much when the when the the world ends, when book seven ends, and I don't mean yeah. just Terry. Oh, Potter's Eric, you shouldn't have said that though. That's, that's I, I know, I know, but I have to say it because it's actually like we thought, you know, what would happen after. But that's why J.K.R. couldn't say that. You know, I don't know if there'll be more books after because it, it yeah, just precisely, yeah. not only does Harry's story end, but the whole world just ends. It's not like it's not like Harry dies. It's the epilogue stops. The epilogue is one word. You guys, Ooh, should are I we tell talk what about it is? That? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, one go on, word. Yeah. It's just end. That's all it is. End. Yeah, and a period. Is, yeah. That's yeah. it. And scar. Then if you turn the page, it says ha 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 ha. Oh well. <laughs> um, another thing I wasn't scar. a fan of um, the Sorting Hat song at the beginning. I mean, I I know oh. J- Joe's been a Beatles fan for a while, but then he starts singing yeah. Help. What? Yeah. Like he is. He I, really does. That's pushing it. That's. Isn't well, there copyright yeah. issues? Like, did he, she really get permission from the Beatles to do that? Well, I think she must have spoken to them, yeah. She would have well, I hear that Paul McCartney did actually go to Hogwarts when, when he was a child. But oh, he really? Failed, and oh, he, oh and I he, didn't know Yeah, that. he bought a guitar with his, uh, with his kind of failure money and started the band. So there is a kind of connection Ooh. there, but yeah. Oh, I didn't know that, Jamie. Thank you. But, you know, we might be talking... Guys, we might actually be talking about this in a light tone, but this is actually... We have to emphasize this is not a children's book. No. Because yeah, not, only yeah. do you, not only do you get to see Bill and Fleur's wedding, but... You get to hear about their honeymoon. See, I I couldn't believe. Yeah, whoa. I, I just have to. Say, <laughs> I was just gonna say. That's all I, I have couldn't to say. believe when um. Whoa. Before that, I could not believe when um, that guy stood up in their wedding and shouted, "She's already married! I married her four <laughs> years ago." I know. Can you believe <laughs> yeah, that? Right out of Mari. Right out of Mari. I swear. But I think we should stop there. You can't Poor Bill, though. I think we should stop there. One one last thing that really grinded my gears. Um, I know we are in the 21st century now, and you know we're in this high-tech age where there's computers and stuff. I know what everyone's going to yeah. say: "Oh, there's computers." No, but what really annoyed me was that they started using Facebook. But no, but Andrew, that was, that was how he found out where the Hogwarts. Speci- yeah, yeah. Joe specifically specifically writes in the Hogwarts network. 
I couldn't well, believe it. What was yeah, stupid? Does. What was stupid was that Harry was actually updating his status to say yeah. when he got I a new Warcraft. Believe. Yeah, I, I was uh, like, I just, what are you doing? It was so obvious. I know, I know. Less Facebook time, more more fighting Voldemort but, time. Oh, oh come on! But yeah, that but, post but on his wall be... was so provocative. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, oh, but the poking the war. Com- coming, no, coming, coming, get me, Harry! You scrawny scar, guys. What about what about Aberforth's? Aberforth's, um, what was it, Elias, like, goat man or something that he was trying to pick up the little girls in the chat room with? That's I thought disgusting. that was like, disgusting. Oh, my God. And, and it turned out that Ginny was, like, almost swayed by... Oh, my God. That was like... But did... But also, what? Uh, did hmm? did you see those photos that Hermione tagged of Harry oh. on his Whoa. Viewmore Whoa. Photos page? <laughs> with Voldemort? I can't believe she tagged... She tagged remaining horcruxes in yeah. there as well. I mean, you just you don't just do that. You know, it's well, I, just, I mean, I couldn't believe that she actually had a picture of Harry and Voldemort. Like, they had their arms around each other and their thumbs oh. up in the air. I was like, whoa. <laughs> well, I couldn't believe that Voldemort had time to make that MySpace picture. You know, he, he had his camera and his robes out and he was looking into that mirror and he had his makeup on and he took the camera and you saw the flash. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it was beautiful photography, but isn't he supposed it's to be It's too MySpace. It's too MySpace, if you ask It is. Yeah, way oh, too it MySpace. Is. And why did he put his... Um, his Income of two hundred fifty thousand dollars and, and above because he doesn't earn no, anything. He doesn't no. have a job. You okay, should be on MySpace. Oh, you know what? Oh. I wish and his I, song I, as well. I wish Creature and Winky would just stop poking each other mm. on well, Facebook it, and just just hook up seriously. And what was what <laughs> on earth was with Harry joining the All I Need to Know I Learned from Watching the Magic School Bus group on Facebook? <laughs> yeah. That was yeah. you know. But I, I got to tell you, those people were totally happy in the book at yeah, least when he did that. That's true. That's true. Joe made some friends in that group. Um, alright. I think we, uh, right. spilled enough. We're done. We're done. It's I that simple. Yeah. Enough. Everybody outro. Everybody outro, we're stopping. Um, so we hope we didn't spill too much for you. But should we mention Joe's uh, reaction, Andrew? Cause, uh, what? Oh. I heard that, that it was, uh, terrible to all behold. Alright, well, I, you know, I just, I don't even think, I think it's just, just digging a deeper hole by talking about it, but she well, was think, not yeah. will have no more happy with about it. Scholastic. Um, I don't want to go into details, Jamie. I mean, it's you know we're running out of time. It's, it's pretty. Yeah, it's, we should. Joe yeah. wasn't happy, and yeah. uh, maybe not with you, but me and Micah, she trusts us with her. Why? Her work. I don't know, but why you, Laura? I don't know. <laughs> Laura, you think that you should hear the stuff she said to me about you? Oh my! <laughs> she did not. She did. She did. <sighs> Over a cup so of Andrew, tea and a croissant. Uh, she told me all this. <laughs> uh, Alright, well, um, I think that wraps up today's show. We've been going for a while. Uh, we apologize for, I mean, this is the April Fool's Day show. No jokes, but I, you know, it was a, it was a big, it was a big week for, I mean, especially for us. Not only the cover, but we got the manuscript. Yeah. So, uh, we thank everyone for listening. Sorry we couldn't do a real joke, Andrew. We should probably apologize. We didn't do a proper joke. Well, it just, an an April Fool's joke. Sometimes we just don't have time for it. It didn't feel right, did it? Yeah. Well, it didn't feel right this this week, what with getting the manuscript. We have to be very serious now. And speaking speaking of not enough time... Uh, to remind everyone about our contact information, you can send us parcel mail to the MuggleCast P.O. Box, which is 223 Mount Ridge, Kansas, 67107. You can also call in uh, your voicemails by using 1-218-20-MAGIC in the United States. If you're in the UK, you can dial 020-8144-0677. If you're in Australia, you can dial 02-8003-5668. And you can also Skype the username MuggleCast. Just try to keep your message about 30 seconds in length and eliminate as much background noise as possible. 
You can also visit MargoCast.com for a feedback form, and you could also contact any one of us at our first names at staff.mugglenet. Shouldn't we point out that? Uh, please do not email us for a request to read or view the manuscript. We think that's pushing it a bit far because we haven't actually revealed that much. This yeah, show, there was so, a lot know, more that was. We don't want to. We don't want to show anyone the real thing. Literally, we weren't even scratching it. We were poking it very roughly. The surface didn't even feel it. <laughs> uh, just once again, that's it for this week. Stay tuned on Wednesday for Jamie's episode, and hopefully, in sometime in the future, we will be seeing more of Ben. Mikey and Ben and yeah. everyone else. Good night. <laughs> ben, Mikey, and Ben. <laughs> ben, Mikey, and Ben. He appeared twice, Ben. Two Bens. <laughs> I'm Andrew Sims. I'm Jamie Lawrence. I'm Eric Skull. I'm Laura Thompson. And I'm Micah Tannenbaum. Couldn't quite remember that, Laura. Bye.